Good people and fellow students, welcome to another episode of All That Yaz. In studio with us is an underground king, a sniper so lethal that he could form his own Stelly's Mafia for the hip-hop circles. Someone whose journey to the throne has been years in the making with his first project dropping in 2017, and now this old soul is here to take us on a journey, one that represents his maturing journey as he chooses to not ride the wave, and he's here to tell us about that. It is Sipo the Gift. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, bro. Thanks. That was that was a, a very, very dope intro. I like how you you weaved in a bunch of song titles in there. <laughs> <laughs> we have to try, we have to try, we have to try. Yeah, so bro, that was dope. I've not been privy to pre- one of your other rollouts. Is this your most extensive rollout thus far? I wouldn't say extensive. I think it's just been the simplest and most uh, like cleanly executed one. It's been very well thought out, but this, it's actually not very different to any other rollout that I've had. How are you feeling now that we're this close to the project actually dropping? I'm excited. Um, I'm generally surprised, but I am very excited that people are going to hear the music that I've been hearing for like a year two years so what's what's got you so surprised i'm interested i don't know if you if you remember but i know i i told you like uh this was a thought experiment low tech was basically ex- an experiment in how to market and put out music on a very shoestring budget so that i can drop the music that i really want to drop at some stage yeah so I've, I've just been surprised at how well people are taking to the experiment itself oh so this is this is just the the teaser yeah kind of what happened was i was sitting on a project and i didn't have quite the funds to back it and i was like okay cool how can i promote this i can put out new new music so i put together a project of demos and tapes and like stuff that i played on ig live that people really liked and that became low touch the legend so now we're here to actually understand this legend of the underground king yeah 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 yeah. you know a good legend always starts at the beginning you know if we're if we're talking yeah. about if we're using the word legend not in the legendary status but in the yeah story the tale yes the Genesis. tale status yes. so where does this legend actually begin how what got you into music what got you into rap where did this all start from i actually i don't know there's so many <laughs> beginnings because I, I really didn't want to do like music. I didn't know it was a possibility or anything like that. I played guitar in primary school, was in the choir in high school. I produced in high school, but nothing ever told me, okay, cool, this can happen on that kind of platform. Until the first year of university where I, I put out Panda Mall and then people were like, okay, cool, this is dope. And then it got syndicated on like MTV Bass. And that's when I actually started to take things seriously. I was like, okay, cool what i see on tv is actually what i'm doing right now so let me just continue to do that right now yeah that's where it started it started in the dorm room it started at res basically just chilling by a desk producing that's how it started and that's still how it's happening actually so you are on mtv base whilst you're in varsity yeah what was that like <laughs> i mean in the town of stelis when nobody really cared about hip-hop at that stage it was it was me being excited alone yeah alone nobody really cared i was like oh okay cool i don't know what the mtv base is but thanks shot <laughs> yeah i understand so wait what were you studying uh i started out with um civil engineering then i deviated to uh what's this industrial engineering i did that about believe it or not up until third year and then i decided it's not for me i studied something else so i'm finishing that up right now i'm in my final year i grew up a, a, a very big academic like that's what i wanted to do as a kid like i was always said in my mind i was going to do 
engineering from like grade seven. I studied really hard. I got all A's. I did the thing. I went to go do like an internship at Mercedes Benz. I was like, that's my thing. Yeah. And then at some stage, I was like, maybe it's really not my thing. And ever since then, it's been music. I understand the value of education, of course, but I'm not hung up on like the strenuousness of it all. I'll get the degree, probably get a day job here and there, but music will sustain me. And that's cool. And that's that's what you're trying to now make as your uh, your your main daily bread and how to kind of move yeah, on. Yeah, I, I mean, I see myself transitioning into one of those people who's a creative but also uses that to like drive their entrepreneurship. I never saw myself as one of these people, but I'm like slowly turning into a person who's more focused into transitioning your creativity and making money out of that and sustaining you. It's very possible. Yeah, so, and that feels like that is one of the main narrative threads when you're listening to The Legend of the Underground King is your focus on making this a business or the focus on at least tying this into maturing not necessarily just on being the loudest but how is this sustaining me and how am I growing with it whether it's from growth old soul all of these songs are kind of just digging into that aspect of things in a way that I kind of call this um I put you in a box um and I'm not using box but the way that I listen to you right Mm -hmm. Your, your style of hip-hop that I really ever hear that, that I'm now kind of phrasing as adult contemporary hip-hop. And oh, that... Wow. <laughs> and that it's not... Because um, you still have all the braggadocious elements, right? But when mm-hmm. you think of adult contemporary, there, there are a lot more mature themes working and finding a wife and all these other things are, are so deeply embedded into your storytelling that you could both work on hip-hop as well as adult contemporary, but you're like this mm-hmm. fine mixture of both that kind of interweaves between the two. And I'm not sure if that's something you want to... <laughs> how you feel about that kind of assessment yeah. because <laughs> I saw you kind of laugh at it. It's, it's just, it's between this album yeah. and the one that you dropped in February. I was like, it's a lot more mature just also just in the themes and the way that you approach things mm-hmm. and a lot of hip-hop which is very young very brash very braggadocious which you still have all of that but it's more grounded in your specific reality of as you stayed in one of the songs i'm nearing 30 now this is not i used to take a lot of offense to it back when i was started out like because i didn't understand you can only hear yourself through your own perspective do you get what i'm saying so I, yeah. I couldn't understand how other people were interpreting the music. But then I understood like Old Soul isn't just a title. It's literally how I've been since I was a kid. Like, I don't know, I'm focused on different things. I interpret things differently. So it only makes sense that the music would sound beyond my years at some stage. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, but I've, I've just never heard adult contemporary. That's... <laughs> <laughs> It makes it seem like I sh- you should be listening to my music with like, I don't know, a glass of wine or something swirling in, in one hand. And I don't know. Maybe, I'm sorry, maybe... you can listen to represent with a glass of wine in your hand and really feel like mm-hmm. you're <laughs> maybe. With, with the jazz influences in there. And you're in Stullies. I'm sorry, you really can. <laughs> with the you wine. know what? I, I think I've been sleeping on my potential. I need to host a show at a wine farm. Honestly. Listen. It's right there because the thing is you you can do both because even when yeah. you get into the favorites, one of my mm. favorite the, the favorites, I think, represent that dichotomy. One of you being 
loud and brash and not necessarily adult contemporary and you being this adult contemporary yeah I don't have to accept adult contemporary it's just how (laughs) my brain has (laughs) I get it 100% so now let's get into the actual yes sessions of this all so for those of you who may be listening for the first time yes sessions this is the actually the second yes sessions we're doing the first was with Sol Madiope on his record it's our episode 13 essentially what we're going to do is four songs on the album that we're going to be talking about two favorites from each of us. So I'm going to start with my favorite and then he's going to tell me the inspiration behind that. Then we're going to have a conversation Then his favorite, then second favorite, second favorite. So we get just a deeper understanding of the record. That's what Yes Sessions is all about, us listening to the music and just really appreciating the intricacies of it. Okay, cool. So for my favorite song, my, my current favorite song on this album is a song that feels climactic. Every time I hear it, I get this feeling like I'm watching the lead up to a title fight wrestling match with two heavyweights on other side ready to go. (laughs) It's a spectral production performed by two rappers who understand pop and circumstance. And this is them just going off. I think in terms of just pure beat production, this may be one of my favorites, if not my direct favorite of your entire catalog. Dark Matter. Young Paupers in Sub-Saharan. From the campaign, build my letter. Spawning some monsters, sweat of raps, chimera. Pin game, Pythagoras. Messiah, I'm chose. Streets is Lazarus. Mongolo moved hazardous. I break it down, break it down twice. Three times. I stretch mine, I'm nice. My kinfolk crack dice. My Napoleon like champ on the ice. No jabbing, I'm Tyson. Punchlines, no wave riding. Prawns with the oysters. Flows for correct it just sounds very 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 dark and like cinematic so when Oshoku sent it to me I couldn't write for months and I was just listening to this beat by itself and then I thought of let me name it before I start because that sometimes helps when you know what you're writing about so I named it dark matter there's interesting layers there I treat it like double entendre and be like this is me talking about black consciousness or black matter perspective I just went with that a black mind state and that's where dark matter comes from. So if you listen to what I'm talking about, I incorporate teachings from like Steve Biko. So it, it just so happened at the time that I was listening to a bunch of his speeches. 
So I was like, yo, this works so well because that's where my mind is at right now. And as a young black man, I was like, there's a lot of things on my mind. There's a lot of things that are shaping the way that I think right now. Well, let me write about this. And who's a better interpretation of where the culture's at right now in terms of like the streets and the lingo, if not my clara. You know he what I'm has been the secret source of features. This year, if there's a top five or if there's like an Olympics of features, Maglera is literally right there on the podium. Yeah. What I really love about him, he's able to just make sure that you're when you listen to him, you're focusing on the song and you can't mm. even focus on anything else. Even with the with with his album that he, that sounds like it's, it's the video game, you're like, what is yeah, going yeah. on? It just zones you in. And that wrestling intro, I'm not even sure if wrestling was the reference, but I could feel you standing, <laughs> like you know, like when they're doing the <laughs> Yeah. My, with the placard presenting with, with the, the placard around. The instrumental where, where there's a space between you and him, mm-hmm. it literally for me, what I was seeing was he's now gone, he's done his rap verse, and now yeah, nah, nah, nah. like they're, they're <laughs> cheering up the crowd, waiting for you to come up. Yeah. And then, yeah, now nah, that song, I immediately DM'd you, I think, after listening to that song, saying, nah. Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. <laughs> this song was it, it brought you into a sound I wasn't used to hearing you. And I think that's also mm-hmm. why it sticks out for me. You talking your blank consciousness as well as your general braggadociousness, but under the this beat with you and Maglera, Oshoku yeah. came through with the beat. It gave you guys enough room to do whatever it is that you wanted to do, and we were there with you. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. I sat on that one for, for a very long time. Like I said, I didn't know what to do with this project, but that one was always a certain, in some way or form, I, I wanted people to hear it. So I'm glad that it finally landed on Low Tuck as, as the first single. So now, what is your favorite song? Off the top of my head, I'd have to say Underground King. And that actually wasn't the first title for it. I actually changed the title because I was like, I need a song that points to what the album's about. The original title was actually Light because of what Lauren Hill is saying at the end about you needing to be the light in your own environment and that kind of thing. So I just went off that excerpt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see just what they doing, but I do not consider them peers Driving in my own lane as I gracefully move through the gears Forward drive only, got no time to be checking the rear Get killed by the silence if you constantly live for the cheers uh, You know you hot when you know you hot Now when they tell you so Opinions like days, they come and go Can't be living for fake praise from so and so With self-love, it's the only goal uh, Load up the clips and I'm killing them softly Must be worth a few G's to be sitting across me Bless your soul, crucifixion if you ever cross me Taking me lightly, some mistake and the billing is costly And the constant overlooking is just something to laugh at At this point, if I'm honest, what I'm doing is past rap The beat is the canvas, the expression is abstract I jack and rip when I need something to lash at uh, So put my rhymes in a gallery For future times when they'll come to see G, me Sometimes I think about what I'm owed and what it's meant for me But then I walk down every road and I let it be 
yeah i like it because it's one of those where there's no need for a chorus it's just about what i'm saying and it's just about the layers that i'm i'm able to get to sometimes i surprise myself honestly and this is me being halfway humble halfway braggadocious sometimes i surprise myself at the kind of writing i can do some of my favorite lines and some of my favorite writing schemes on that song i listen to it and i geek out on like if i wasn't me i'd be this a fan is... of this <laughs> yeah i'd be a fan of this video like you're like i did something here i did something which exactly besides telling you okay cool this is an abstract song but who connects jack the ripper to like the actual jack the ripper the murderer and the painter and then tells you it's art and then tells you it's in a gallery like that's amazing to me and then the fact that i could do it in the space of two lines i was like that's insane i want to do that when i grow up it's serene but it's like it's meditative in the sense that you're just listening to a mind state you could just listen to underground king and you'd understand exactly everything that low tuck is about that's why it's my favorite i'm glad that you said that what i said is for me the song coupled with the room for improvement feel like mm-hmm. the heart of the record it really encapsulates yeah. like the headspace that you're in the most i would also add growth into it is that there's this dichotomy yeah. of you being the someone that's realizing their power and what it is that you value without the need mm-hmm. of acknowledgement and also mm-hmm. this actualization that where you're at is enough with you just giving your best which isn't always a message given within hip-hop because hip-hop really is most yeah. of the time braggadocious and this one mm-hmm. feels braggadocious but it also feels grounded so when you put this and room for improvement together it taps also into this cognitive dissonance of you knowing that you're getting older and older is something responsibilities of coming with that but at the same time you just deciding to still have fun and still choosing to do this and realize that yeah i may not need the acknowledgement anymore but i'm really good with where i'm at hence me calling myself the underground king yeah yeah yeah. i don't know how many times you listen to the project but you seem to gotten the essence of it a lot of the times when i make songs i try to wrap my heart out and i'd be like yo this is in my opinion better than anything else out here like where's the recognition the older i've grown i've kind of realized like that's still the case but so often we chase what people tell us to care about because we somehow think that makes our lives better but we end up just choosing different kinds of problems but if we acknowledge where you are the power of where you are who you are what you're doing at the moment like there's so much power in that kind of liberation And that's exactly what low tech is like. I can safely say I'm at the best that I've ever been and I'm enjoying it without any kind of need for stimulus outside of that. And that's that's what I like. That's a really good place to be in because whatever then happens is now like a plus. Exactly. All right. All right. All right. And now moving on to my second favorite song. This song is so throwback. And this song is really what made me connect with you as an artist. I think this is the first song which when I heard it, this was the one that made me say, okay, let me dig into wanting to be a fan of Sipo the Gift Mm -hmm. because of your approach to it, because it starts off with this welcoming energy of you just telling us, you know, to check you out before launching into this classically sounding track. I think there's an old Nate Dogg and Snoop Dogg song. I just can't, I'm not sure if it's Nate Dogg and Snoop Dogg. Actually, it's not Nate Dogg, but it's like mid nineties. The song just starts with, I know you bop in your head because i can see it right and yeah <laughs> you do this this other thing of literally also saying i know you're gonna love my style hey i know you're gonna love my style and it, it for me was the song when i first heard that made it sound like you were having the most fun and for those who haven't yeah, yet yeah, gotten yeah, what song yeah, i'm talking yeah. about it's represent yeah, 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 
Young blood, check me out. Check me out. Young blood, check me out. Check me out. Young blood, check me out. Check. I'm in a zone, ay. I'm in a league all on my own, ay. Now that I'm here, dust up the throne, ay. Won't leave it alone, die with a bone, ay. Check, it's that Akwazu, El Chapo, they can't topple. On my old shit, still hot like stale taco. Who you know fresher than me, the hell I know. Don't say it when you see me, feel the truth like Braille Bibles, ay. Gotta represent none as real as him. Ever since sliced bread, they haven't made a thing as good as him, ay. Speak of medicine, just like Ritalin, known to shake a patient. Now that the condition he's in It's the B-A-double-R-Y Built it from the ground up, we take it to the sky I'ma keep it real to the day that I die See, we came from the flames and the flame never dies Came from the flames, see the flames in my eye Came from the pain, see the strain in my eyes Ay, It's about the art, nothing else I came up from the top of the shelf Cause the game need a sauce from the shelf Don't wanna test the kid Ay, You might lose a finger if you press the kid Ay, Switch my whole style, yes you bet I did And I don't need a reason just to flex a bit Ay, it's more fun than anything else in terms of us just feeling you and you say this is me kind of just bugging out yeah i'm representing myself and i know you're going to like this and i'm feeling that you're going to like this so represent for me really does that well what was the inspiration behind represent not to get too technical but represent was meant to be part of like a different project where i wanted to represent each artistic movement with a hip-hop parallel so there was going to be a hip-hop song to represent cubism there was going to be a hip-hop song to represent post-modernism post-impressionism do you know what i'm saying so that never developed but i had a few songs off of there so basically represent is meant to sound like an art piece and it was meant to represent the timeline of hip-hop as well so that's why it's a throwback at that point i was just having fun i was like i was done with choruses i was done with trying to make anything catchy i was just like i'm gonna make something super dope that you can't deny but it's technically nothing like what you like right now i find it funny that you said you're trying to make something not catchy and for me this is one of your catchiest songs just by mere virtue of how it starts and the refrains that you have with it yes it doesn't have like a core mm. structure but when the refrains that are that are meant to be giddy are there you're locked in even though it's not conventionally a pop song mm. the way that you kind of move through it still kind of engages with you in very very catchy ways that's cool i mean that was the point like i want to be anti in terms of like you can't tell me how to make a song you can't tell me how to make a song cool like a lot of the inspiration for that song besides the art movements came from like listening to frank ocean's um what's this album called endless where he yeah. makes these be beautiful songs that like end after 33 seconds and have no chorus and some just it's just refrains basically but it's amazing and i was like well that sounds like stuff that i record all the time so that's what I do now. Like if you listen to Represent, if you listen to Underground King, if you listen to Room for Improvement, all of that is just from that same mindset. Of, I'm gonna make something super dope and catchy, but it won't be like in a format. Yeah. So, so now your final favorite song that, that we're going to be getting into. Okay, cool. So this is also, and uh, the reason why this is my favorite, right? It's the truest song on there, actually. Like, I came to a point where I realized this is who I am. I can't exude anything else. I can try to be on my young thug. I can try to be on my little Uzi vert. It just won't work. This is who I am. And like, I have a lot of gems to give. I have a lot of soul to put on a track. 
and I was just owning it. For me, it was really, really dope to get Tato Soul on there because that's who he is for generation coming up right now, and it connected so beautifully. And obviously, I had to get some some yeah. saxophone on there and some jazz elements because yeah. that's who I am. Yeah, yeah, hey, no soul when I listen to rap, and old soul, so I'm bringing it back. And now for my next number, I'd like to return yeah. to the classics. <laughs> yeah, 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 hey. No soul when I listen to rap and old soul, so I'm bringing it back. Goat level if we keep it a stack. No cap, we just stick to the facts. I sold dope without moving a pack. I'm good anywhere on the map. Anywhere that I cook is a trap. Melanated, we just keeping it black. My throne, I'm not giving it back. I'm stone cold when it come to the raps. Choke cold till they hitting the mat. Throw bones, it's a spiritual rap. I'm fine with the lyrical hat, but I change lives with the simplest rap. Dark days when I slept on the map, but I found hope, now I'm giving it back. I don't really give a damn if you don't like me. Hey, long as I know no one out there really like me. Hey, from a different script, you could never rewrite me. Whether Tarantino or Spike Lee, Time Lightly, John. Hey, hey, I don't really give a damn if you don't like me. Hey, long as I know no one out there really like me. Hey, from a different script, you could never rewrite me. Whether Tarantino or Spike Lee, Time Lightly, John. You could've write me, this shit is easy, doing it slightly Really be taking it lightly, you be asking why I might clean Lately freeze me, ain't no pressure where my knees be Wait on my shoulder, be kindly Feel like I'm Jeezy, 2090, fuck whoever doesn't like me O say lola tawa ukela di naize babola la fela wa yiti Banfienza tata ka kiela ka pela shota felo bete ripiti Dilo asa pato no mbuja go vya la pole lomo di maribiti for me, when I listened to Old Soul, the best way I can describe it was it felt like me listening to you saying, I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm just trying to be about my business. I'm getting too old to be trying to be doing all of these things. And that this is also just about your relationship in terms of you acknowledging your your growing relationship with the business and how that's now becoming your main focus within this stage of your life. Mm. However, one of my favorite actual jabs of the entire project is found on also there's a part where you're like, you'd rather log onto Twitter, put some candles posted and manifest. I'd rather put up the money, collect the profit, re-up and then reinvest. I was like, okay. <laughs> this nigga is just at me next time. <laughs> no shots, no shade, no shade. But yeah, specifically the third verse, you're completely correct. It was more aggressive because the, the tone of the instrumentation changed as well. So the first had to be more aggressive and more like at your neck about it. And I just wanted to intensify what I was saying. I am moving on and I'm more serious and things are different right now. It's like when you have a kid, like you focus on different things and different things become more important to you. So I felt yeah. like that was me acknowledging there's no more hopes in this. It's just execution from now on. So when I actually reached out to you the first time, you had said something which is very interesting in that even going back to you talking about being surprised about this rollout, that you were very overwhelmed by the response that this was getting because you felt like you were getting close to actually quitting. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll understand this, but like as a creative bro, like sometimes you get beautiful highs, but you also get like super low lows because nobody knows exactly what goes into your hustle, how much investment goes into it. And you go on to like Instagram and Twitter and the negative feedback loop is just going on crazy. So for me, it came to a point where I was like, yo, if I look at this as a business and this is an investment, at which point would my shareholders like pull their funding jump out. and jump out? You know what I'm saying? 
And I was like, I can't be idealistic about music forever. I love music. I think I'm super talented, but as we know, that's not always the case. So it's either I'm going to make a plan, do this really, really well, and it works, or I'm just going to de-invest in this. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's the energy that I made uh, low tuck with and the project that comes afterwards. Because I was like, yo, if I'm going to stop, then these next two need to get like really good treatments. So I made them with the point that like, yo, this is my eject. And then halfway through that, I was like, I can't really, I can't really stop because I like this process. <laughs> and that's funny, bro, because like the best feedback always comes from projects that you do without the intention of getting the recognition. Because this was just a passion project to be like, yo, if I'm going to stop, let me make something that's really, really dope that I want to release. So the two projects that I did was like just music that I care about. I don't care if anyone else cares about it. It's dope. It's just for me. Through thinking like that, I kind of changed my own mind. I'm not completely converted, but like I'm, I'm really liking the response that I'm getting from, from the music. Not that people are giving me, but that I'm getting from putting out music. Because usually this is the worst part. Like, because you're anxious about who's going to see it, who's going to listen. Can you get this look? Can you get that done? As an independent artist, it's not something that you can be nonchalant about because you're trying to get the same looks that signed people are getting, that people with major budgets are doing. And you have to make your investment go as far as they are. Do you get what I'm saying? This is your creative product. This is something that you've worked on for months. So you can't just say, oh, I'm having fun with this. I mean, you can. But the feedback that I was getting from the process was very, very negative. And I was like, I, I don't like this anymore. It's making me hate music. So I'd rather just stop. So the feedback when you were making Legend is what you were specifically... No, 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 no. I, uh, the feedback that I was... Um, the, the feeling and the feedback that I was getting when I was making other projects was make, was very toxic. I was focused on the wrong thing in terms of what I was expecting from music because music making music is a very very pure thing I don't think people understand like how kin it is to something very spiritual and you can't just exchange that for like some few dollars and whatever for streams and then equate the two it's not the same so for me yeah. for me it's very very important and I wanted to respect the process and I wanted to respect what I invest into it for you, if you're comfortable talking about it, what were some of the toxic stuff that made you start to feel it like divesting might be the best option? It still happens today. I've just thought about it differently. And when I say negative feedback, I don't mean people are saying bad things. I just mean that the feedback isn't here. You go onto Instagram, you see somebody that you're like, oh, I know that person. He does music too. That person's just on MTV. Why aren't you on MTV base? You've already corrupted your process because you're not, your intentions are different. Your intentions aren't tied to what you're doing. It's tied to what you see other people doing. And at some stage, you're like, oh, I should be here. I should be there. I should be doing this. I should be doing that, which corrupts everything. And at that point, you should rather just stop honestly because you're not doing things from, I think, from a pure place. And there's people who should think like that. Don't get me wrong. A marketing manager should think that way. Somebody who pushes papers should think like that because they're investing money into this. But from an artist's perspective, the person who's making magic, it's a very toxic place to be in. And sadly, as independent artists, we have to wear different hats. But if you can't take off a different hat to do a different role, then you're messing everything up. 
I can resonate with that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the entire visual rollout of this was all done in one day, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think that's been very cool because a lot of the times some of the um, criticisms that artists get is that we don't get enough visuals. Yeah. And here you, you gave us a very unique way that tied directly to you because of the look and feel, but at the same time still gave us the amount of content without, on your end, not necessarily stretching yeah. you out to have having to go to this place and have five different locations it was all centered on you i found that to be also a Mm. very very smart and very endearing because even now when you look on twitter a lot of people have been talking about how you and bailuansta really bringing back like the rollout and giving us good rollout so for you how is the actual reception of this all been for you and 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 what's it like then going forward I mean, it's been really, really dope because if you remember at the beginning of this conversation, I told you like low tech was an experiment on like, how could I put out music in a very consistent way, but aesthetically very, very dope to match the sound, but like on a shoestring budget and make it dope as if the fact that it's close to like my best received rollout thus far, just because the audience is bigger than it was previously. And I'm doing it with way less it's way, way less than anything I've ever done before. It's, it's, it's telling because it, it means that it's smarter. It's very lean. It's very efficient. It's very, it's very dope. So I found a good middle ground, which means the experiment is working. In an ideal world, what is this then going to be building to as the legend of the underground king continues? For me, it continues building just as it has, but it gets bigger and bigger limbs. Like you mentioned the thing about wine. And in my mind, I immediately went, yo, we could host a sip and sipo event where we sip wine and we listen to music together. So I'm going to start doing a bunch of shows. I'm going to start selling more merch. And it's just going to grow bigger than what it is right now. Luckily, we've grown enough to see independent artists like doing it on on a big scale. I'm talking about like people like Youngster who are able to take music, but then branch it out into different avenues and make a living and like be sustainable. So that's where I'm going. And I don't think it's unattainable. It's just about consistency. And that's that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. I know we're nearing the end, but this is actually a question I'm ah, going to put Because now you've, <laughs> yeah. you've, you've stated something which made me realize the question. What on this project has actually been your favorite feature and why? My favorite feature? Uh, for different reasons. The dopest one, the one I think is dopest, like, I think Aseb Shembe is like, on, on Inganyes is my favorite verse on the project. Mm-hmm. Asap Shembe is is a titan, that man. He's amazing. Like, I wish I could do what he does with FNAC rap. Like, it's just incredible to me. And I was I was very lucky that he was able to be on track. So that's what I think is the dopest feature on the project. My favorite one in terms of, like, I don't know. I'll say, uh, yeah, I like, yeah, the youngster one. Youngster is really, 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 really dope. And he he managed to match the energy the lyricism on a technical ability was flawless. Just the existence of the song matched the concept of the song and him being on it was, was the cherry on the top. Those two would have to be my favorite features on the project. 
And now when people are listening to this, if you could control, because I know you don't have this control, but in a perfect world, if you could control what it is that people get out of it, what would be the thing that you hope they get most out of listening to The Legend of the Underground King? I hope it just inspires people to claim their own throne. Because me saying I'm I'm an underground king isn't me putting myself above other people and saying, yo, I'm a king with subordinates and servants. It's me saying... Wherever you are, whatever you're achieving in, when you're in your own lane, focused and pursuing greatness, you're an underground king. The validation will come afterwards. What you need to do right now is claim it and own it and believe it and move with that energy. That's it. So now if people want to get a hold of you, whether for uh, whether to just follow you or even just to kind of talk deeper with you about this project or anything else, where can they do so? What are the best uh, forms with which to communicate and connect with the gift that is SQL? Uh, uh, the best place to connect with me would be on Instagram, actually, not, not Twitter. Twitter would be more conversational, but I'm really ever on Twitter. So Instagram would be at SIPO the gift and Twitter would be it's me, SIPO. I think, yeah, those are the best places to connect with me on, actually. Awesome. Thank you so much for giving Wait, us. Before yeah. we before we go, I want to know, you asked me a question about what I'd want people to get from this project. What did you get from it? Like? Okay, so the way I want to describe this is around the last five years, specifically within millennials, there's been like a second type of coming of age story, right? Because we all know like historically the coming of age story has more so been being a teenager going out into the real world etc mm-hmm. etc so now with our generation and because the millennial generation has been statistically and it's been proven the poorest generation and the one that's been given the least amount of resources they called it like a, a prolonged teenage phase mm-hmm. so this felt to me when i was listening to it like something which i'm going through which is kind of like the second coming of age where you're now having to really face your reality not necessarily face your realities but it's the the glimmering hopes and like the dreams that you had are still there, but now you can't just live on that. It's now accepting that you have this, but at the same time, things have to happen. I may feel like I'm a kid, which is what you're saying, room for improvement, but I'm not a kid anymore. So mm-hmm. it's it's this very interesting dichotomy, which also I explore, explore a lot in my own writing of just growing up and and trying to affirm yourself whilst growing up, but also being confused that you're growing up yeah. and, and trying to have fun within the process. So from a purely story perspective, I got that. From a music perspective, it was also, it felt like you were exploring a lot more and also just choosing to kind of just do whatever it is that you wanted to do, which is also quite refreshing. From a biographical perspective, from, from everything I've heard, but I also have to be very clear in that I think this is the one I've listened to the most. Mm-hmm. This fault, the one where I was able to identify and connect with you the most personally, just because you were being so honest about trying to navigate all of these things, yeah. which are more adult contemporary and I'm actually I'm going to stick to this adult contemporary and now I'm going to tell and, and now I'm going to explain why people have always kind of talked about hip-hop being a young man's game right mm-hmm. and 
whilst I've understood that at some point it, it hasn't made sense because there are a lot of people who've grown up with hip hop, but if it's only, it's kind of like with pop, if it's only a young man's game, there are only a specific amount of stories yeah. being told in specific types of energies. But when you now start building adult contemporaryness into it, it then allows those same people who've been growing up with this feeling like they can also grow up with you. And also you're talking about things which are, particular to you and since that's necessarily of the mold you're still allowing the still same people who may be going through those similar things to still identify with that and mm. one thing that jay-z's done really well is actually do adult contemporary hip-hop the adult contemporary lane for hip-hop i don't think is as wide as it should be and within that that's also what's making me gravitate towards you in terms of that sentimentality of just relating from your experience because as much as you're you're an art nerd i'm an art nerd <laughs> and it's that thing yeah that's really really dope or like what i noticed and what i appreciate most about what you're saying is like the things that you pick up on is aren't necessarily the things that like we mention in like write-ups or when we send it to blogs or when we whatever but it's it's the things that we really mean and that we hope that people get it's implicit layers that we hope people pick up from the music and the fact that you got it like especially because of the level of vulnerability as an artist this is is, is amazing to me so thank you so much um i'll, I'll get used to the adult contemporary lane. <laughs> but yeah. you don't have to take it that's just me saying how i how nah, i view it it's late i'm gonna run with it bro it's late <laughs> Well, I should make you move. <laughs> hey, bro. On my AC. <laughs> On your AC, AC hip hop. But yeah, that's 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 what I got from it. And that was the relationship I've built with it. And I've been building with it. And also, I think that's maybe because those songs, because those really adult contemporary songs exist, mm. when you then go all Inkanyezi and Dark Matter, I'm like, okay, now I can mosh pit with you because... I'm with you and I can see why you're going there. It's yeah. Just, yeah, you've, you've got all elements within it that the storytelling and then just, if you don't release in Kanyezia, if you don't give it the single treatment, dog, if you don't, if you, you don't. Actually, you're actually not the first person to say that, bro. Like, there's a there's a dude, shout out Tito, he's always in my DM saying, yo, bro, when is, when is in, in Kanyezia coming out? And he heard it once, mind you, once on an IG live. Months later, he's still bugging me about it. But yeah, it'll it'll get it, bro. I just have to link up with ASAP Shemba, and then we're gonna make it happen. I'm probably gonna listen to it Im immediately right now after. We That's why I'm waiting for it to drop so that I can put it on my Spotify playlist, and then just in the gym, it will just be there <laughs> with <laughs> with Tyson SD stuff. With yeah. all the pop music and everything, that song, I know that song will be the song that I'm going to That's play. That's dope, bro. That's dope. That, it's one of my favorites, too. I'm glad you made you made my day, honestly. <laughs> I'm glad I could do that. Thank you so much for giving us your time and sharing us, sharing more of the legend of the Underground King within this mm. year session. It's been very, uh, it's been a very uh, fun and very uh, nerdy session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro the nerds for the win bro honestly it's our time it's our time that was episode 20 of all that yes thank you so much for listening
If you'd like to interact with me personally, you can do so on my social media, which is Yaz the Student, Y-A-Z-Z the Student on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to inquire anything about All That Yaz specifically, you can email us at allthatyazpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find that information in our description below. So yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope you enjoyed this episode and we shall see you fellow students and good people on our next episode of All That Yes. Yeah.